Okay. <gasps> Where did you get this from? Whatever, a lady never tells. Oh my God, wait, how do we do it? Um, okay, so I called a drug hotline and asked them what signs to look for if my mom smoked crack. He said little pieces of aluminum foil everywhere. So, you wanna try it, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Ready? You're such a crackhead. We are such crickets. Okay. Oh, shit, go, no, wait, just inhale it. Just... <coughs> ah, ah, shit! <coughs> shit, oh, where'd it go? It splattered. It got me right there. <gasps> oh. oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Whitney's right. Crack, Crack is, is whack. whack. Fuck you, bitch. Bounce with me, bounce with me. Yo, tomorrow <laughs> after school. Really? Yeah? You don't gotta be rich for fuck that. How we gonna get around on your bus pass before I put this pussy on your mustache? Can you afford me? My niggas for winners, never poke. Ambition gets me so horny at the fussing and the front end. You got nothing, baby boy. You gotta get up, get up, get some shit. I like a lot of parada. Alice and Rock, late night, can I rock? Can I get a cock? Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? Do you think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Welcome everyone to a, another thrilling installment of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is episode 11, Havoc. <laughs> so, Havoc is a 2005 film uh, about the lives of wealthy Los Angeles, California teenagers whose exposure to hip-hop culture inspires them to imitate the gangster lifestyle. <laughs> they run into trouble when they encounter a gang of drug dealers discovering they are not as streetwise Real as gangsters. they had thought. <laughs> and that is courtesy of Wikipedia. Okay, so <clears throat> before we start, I, I kind of wanted to just jump right in with something that I found on IMDb from the message boards. <laughs> Uh, it's a thread in the Havoc message board entitled Sobieski Used as Scapegoat. Uh, this was from February of 2013 that this person <laughs> posted this. When Hathaway was questioned about making this garbage and why she did it, her answer was that, oh well, Lily turned it down and Hathaway being the perfect diva felt the show must go on. First off, we have no idea if Lily Sobieski ever heard of this movie or script, and what if Lily did? It would just show Miss so Sobieski has better discretion and taste than Miss Hathaway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but we know she dropped Lily's name not to inform, but to drag Lily down into the mud with her. But this behavior and a large contribution to the Democrat Party will get you an Oscar. Okay. So, interesting perspective there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, as we know, Lily Sobieski would never accept a role in, you know, a shitty movie. She only does the finest films such as Joyride and the Wicker Man remake starring Nicolas Cage. 
Right, I mean, you know, uh, evidently she must be turning down all movie offers because <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall seeing her in quite a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, the reason that I even wanted to read that, I think, was uh, Anne Hathaway, you know, in general, and for this movie in particular, seems to get, like, a lot of hate online, which is funny. Um, what an angle to take, though, for the hate. Yeah, I mean, putting over Lily Sobieski is some, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Great actress of our time. Yeah, I can't say that I've thought too much about her in general, or, you know, over the last decade. But <laughs> evidently, you know, this person really is a fan. Um, Havoc is a ridiculous movie. Um, pretty hardcore for someone like... Anne Hathaway at that point in her career coming off of Princess Diaries. And, um, wow, just got super loud. And, uh, you know, she does like nudity and, uh, does drugs and all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's like, you know, it's a tried and true thing for a Disney or child star who wants to break out and be taken seriously as an adult to do something like this yeah it's a good 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 run of them i mean obviously i think with this movie uh the reason why i even read like a synopsis was because i don't think that many people have seen it and obviously this (laughs) movie wasn't no theatrical release which is going to be a habit here on the greatest (laughs) moments in history forever this is a hidden gem yeah you know if you have hbo you should check it out on hbo go uh, it's a movie, you know, out of uh, out of time, out of place. It spawned and out of time. a sequel. <laughs> yeah, well, questionably. <laughs> uh, you know, it's was it came out in two thousand and five, and it never does anything to indicate that it's not present day. Yet, the story itself is like very nineties uh, feeling. Uh, <laughs> Which will also be a recurring theme. <laughs> well, the 90s were the greatest decade yeah. <laughs> in the history of forever. Um, yeah, I mean, god damn, though, Anne Hathaway is hot in this movie. <laughs> I mean, she's just like out of control. Yeah, you know, kind of marks the beginning of her trend of refusing to keep her clothes on in movies. Yeah, good trend. Although, I don't... This came out before Brokeback Mountain... I think probably. Yeah. Mean, yeah, I, it had to have. I think Brokeback Mountain also came out in 05, but I think this was probably out first, I right. imagine. <laughs> uh, oh, I also read that uh, Mandy Moore was in consideration for this role. Mm. Uh, on IMDb trivia section. So that could be incorrect, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just think that, I mean, she's someone that's never. I don't think done any like nudity in films. Yeah, I mean it's a tough call. Like I don't, I don't think she's as good of an actress. But it no. would definitely be cool to see her naked. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a plus, yeah. I guess. Uh, and yeah, I mean obviously you know that ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof. <laughs> so yeah, I mean this movie is hilarious. Like it. it uh, it has a lot of like random people in it, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Channing Tatum, and people like that who are kind of like well, part of cast. this white 
gang of kids that think just that, cool dudes yeah they think that they know everything about the streets but they're super rich and yeah just kind of you know live in the palisades adopt like the black culture i guess adopt is like a kind way of putting it <laughs> just you know steal it and although they yeah black culture yet like the gangsters they have running with are of what mexican <laughs> There, there aren't any actual. Are there actually any black people in the movie? That's a good call. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. Like they, they, the kids like use the N word. <laughs> Anne Hathaway singing Tupac. Yeah. How do you want it? <laughs> that's a, that's actually a pretty great part. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. The girls, you know, in typical girl fashion, specifically Anne Hathaway, who's playing Allison. (laughs) Might as well just switch over to character (laughs) names now before I lose my mind. Uh, She is dating, like, I I don't know, it's kind of like, seems like the de facto leader of their their group. Yeah. Kind of unclear. The alpha dog. But, you know, he's kind of exposed... When he pees his pants <laughs> <laughs> over a uh, incident with a real gang, and you know she gets that kind of like uh, wanderlust yeah. <laughs> in her eyes. She's like, "Oh, I, I want to experience something real and different and get out of this fake bullshit." And yeah, like you know, that's basically what after seeing her boyfriend just humiliated. Yeah, I mean that's what propels uh the movie forward is like her involvement now with like a real latino gang um yeah the uh partying and and club life and you know even though they're like 17 or however old they're supposed to be they're her and her squad or you know getting cocaine from 60 year old men (laughs) in clubs and that's just not cutting it for her no (laughs) no um she kind of proudly declares that he, she may have been mistaken for a prostitute <laughs> and seemingly would be happy to take $1,500 to have sex with that guy. Yeah, which, I mean, seems like a pretty good price. <laughs> seems reasonable. Uh, her her crew starts out as four, um, you know, uh, Bijou Phillips, uh, Sherry Appleby. That other girl. Other girl. Um, eventually, it'll kind of whittle down to just her and bijou but um they're one of their first like experiences with the gang is the four of them going to a party uh with this uh 16th street gang or whatever they're called well first they go to the way they get involved with them is go back to the spot where they you know bought drugs from them earlier (laughs) right with zero fear zero awareness of seemingly the situation that they're in yeah, I mean that's like a a, a theme throughout the yeah. movie, just complete naivete on the part of the white people as usual. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, all I, I I think like all four of these chicks are supposed to have like boyfriends at least at least like three of the four I think clearly do. 
I'm not, it's it's unclear of all four, but I mean, basically, all they, behaving in an appropriate manner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they go to this party and it's just like it's on like immediately with like these dudes that are like you know they never wear shirts. <laughs> they have scary even the tattoos. girls who are reluctant. Seemingly, as soon as like tequila brought into the picture, they're all in. They're like, I'm gonna dance with these stoic tattooed. <laughs> scary dudes <laughs> right like th- these girls like <laughs> i think like we're supposed to read them as like complex or at least Anne hathaway's character or allison like but they come off as really kind of just like slutty and naive and, and stupid yeah and annoying flat out <laughs> stupid <laughs> but you know i mean they're hot enough i guess to keep the interest of these gang members for at least a little bit. Well, Anne Hathaway truly revealed this complex in the scene where she's having a one-on-one interview with the dude that's filming a documentary for his school for reasons unknown. But <laughs> we get to see her full character as she kind of is jumping in and out of different like uh, voices and ways of acting. And then, you know, to bring a full circle starts kind of masturbating in front of this dude for yeah reasons that are unclear she's she's trying to i guess she's trying to like prove some kind of a point that like <laughs> she has all of this power through her sexuality but like the guy you know doesn't really bite for respond to it yeah well he's kind of freaked out by it. yeah um he just couldn't handle it so i mean this is like a nightmare type movie for like just a regular guy. Like, you know, you're just like a good dude and you have like a pretty, <laughs> yeah. you somehow land like a really hot chick, but you kind of know that she's trouble and she's a little <laughs> wild. And it's just, just like the worst case scenario is like this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I know we're, like, kind of just jumping, like, right into it, but, like, the whole, like, probably other than, like, this being, like, Anne Hathaway's, like, big uh, attempt at breaking out of her uh, Princess Diaries character, uh, the other thing this movie would probably be most known for is, like, the rape, not rape (laughs) question over (laughs) what happens uh, between the two of them and this gang um it's it's like it's it's something like we've we've watched the movie now a couple times over the last (laughs) month to try to like really figure this out and like get our facts in order (laughs) it's an ongoing like debate and like we still don't really have like a definitive answer on a if what happened was a rape and b well i i feel like we had a shared agreement the last time we were watching it that yeah it is a rape well and also but also what we're like in 2005 as viewers what we're supposed to think yeah that is weird that that's like the interesting angle is like you know now 11 years later i think the we're supposed like we are have changed as a culture and like i think in 2016 we would be like, this is definitely a rape. But like in 2005, I think they're legitimately going for the idea that 
it's not a rape and it's these girls fault for well yeah like Anne Hathaway kind of has that realization and takes that stance that oh we were stupid like I shouldn't have gotten involved in this but at the same time she would not be like she would be viewed as like a villain now because <laughs> it's like oh yeah big it's time. still like okay yeah you guys were stupid but that doesn't mean that someone should be raped as a result of your stupidity <laughs> All right, so... Even if it's just a brief rear entry, <laughs> right? <laughs> so here's here's what... Here, let's, like, set the scene a little bit. So yeah. the two... We've whittled it down now to just Allison and Because her we still don't know if it would have been considered a rape if all the rules were clearly defined and discussed ahead right, of time. All right, we'll get there. <laughs> so we, we've shortened the group now to just Allison and her friend Emily, who is Bijou Phillips, and... They're spending like more time with this gang. They're going to motel parties, <laughs> which are sketchy, you know, yeah. to begin with. And they're playing cards and all this stuff. And at this point, they, for whatever reason, feel comfortable enough to ask if they can join their gang. Which yeah, which even this seems like a joke to them. Right. They still they they're just like you know. To them, it's like a, a game. Like, they're playing make-believe. Like, they're yeah. pretending to be... Allison basically seems like she's obsessed with just trying to seduce, like, the main dude, uh, Freddy Rodriguez. Right. Uh, they definitely have, like, a thing going. Um, but beyond that, it's like... Uh, Allison and Emily are, like, basically becoming, like, characters. Like, they're playing a game. They're playing a role when they're away from their safe, like gated communities in the palisades like they're like you know they're doing all sorts of weird shit they're showing up at like random like like family birthday parties in the hood at this point <laughs> like right and they don't seem to understand that like to these other people uh aren't playing a game no like, this is their life <laughs> yeah. 24 hours a day they they stay in it they are what they are they hardly ever wear shirts <laughs> right and, and you know these girls like they can they're kind of like tourists in this world and they want it, even something that seems as real as like asking to be a part of their gang is like very fun it's like a fun jokey kind of thing um even though like you know the first time she meets Freddie Rodriguez, he literally pulls a gun on her boyfriend, uh, you know, causing him to piss his pants. And then one of the next times they're together, they all get arrested and right. she has to spend some time in jail. Well, yeah, but like she still up. has the safety net of her rich parents and she gets out of jail right. and it's like not a big deal, really. And yeah. Nothing's really going to ever go wrong. I'm fine. And... And so they're at this motel party and they ask to be a part of this gang and the uh, gang members either have a way for girls to become part of their gang or they or make, they one make up. it up on the spot. <laughs> it's kind of unclear. Yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't seem like there's any actual girls in the gang. I mean, there's girls like maybe around. Right. But. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, they think like they're a part of their little uh palisades white boy gang where like yeah it's you know mostly like for 
social purposes and like a, uh, like a popularity hierarchy in their community, their school. Yeah, if the dude like gets in a fight, the girl's there to you know help talk shit. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, it's kind of unclear if the uh, I I can't remember like what their um yeah. their, what their white boy gang is I don't like know what it's called but, but like we it, see how tough they are in the beginning of the movie when they have a huge beef with some other gang in a beach parking lot yeah <laughs> or something that over happened. a car was keyed yes yes <laughs> um yeah this 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 group that uh Allison and Emily are a part of originally they don't seem to actually participate in any like real gang activities i mean they're not Right. They don't seem to like sell drugs or do anything. I mean, it's just like a group of people that hang out. Whereas, like, you know, now they're involved with like a real gang. Um, So the members of the 16th Street gang uh, lay out a scenario in which Allison and Emily can join in and be a part. And it's a dice game. (laughs) It's a good old fashioned dice game. Uh, Each girl will roll one die. And whatever it comes up with, whatever number it ends on, is how many of the members of the gang they have to have sex with. Uh, and the girls are a little hesitant, but... They're they, like, all right. Yeah, they're yeah. like, all right, let's do this. And <laughs> Emily seems to be like pushing for it even like a little bit more at yeah. this point, which After is After her initial reluctance to even involving themselves in these scenarios. And so... Allison rolls a one, which is great for Luckily. her. Luckily. Because yeah. she wants to have sex with Hector, who right. is, uh, what's his face? Freddy Rodriguez. Freddy Rodriguez. El Rey. And uh, Emily rolls a three, which she doesn't seem too unpleased with. I mean, no. kind of shrugs and goes like, all right. So <laughs> they go into like another room with beds in it and kick out the people that are in there. And <laughs> on... On one bed, we have uh, Hector and Allison, and on another bed, we have Emily with, I think, Hector's brother. It's kind of unclear yeah. what the relationship yeah. is there. Getting right to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, as this is happening, like, simultaneously, like, they're both, like, kind of in into it, and... Uh, Eventually, like, Allison, like, looks over at what's going on with Emily, and she's, like, super into it. (laughs) And This takes Allison out of it. Yeah, Allison kind of has, like, this moment of, like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't want to do this. And (laughs) ruffling through your notes. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so Allison makes Hector stop, which he reluctantly does yeah he's mid choke at the time (laughs) (laughs) and you know he kind of not happily but lets her leave the room and she tries to get emily to come too and she doesn't want to no she's having the time emily's all in (laughs) emily is about to be a full dues paying member of the 16 (laughs) i don't don't know yeah whatever like 16 yeah um, I think it's I think it's like 16th Street. Oh, so, yeah, gang or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Club, uh, yeah. And so Allison goes and waits outside. Uh, this is where the situation now kind of changes because the dude that 
Emily was with is now replaced by Hector, but she doesn't seem upset by that. No, I mean, she's super right. into fine, that, too. Yeah. We're still, it's, yeah, it's still like a one-on-one, mano y mano situation. So, he, like, he gets on top of her, and he's, like, going to town, and then he kind of, like... For not even that long, really. No. <laughs> he kind of, like, pulls her up on her side. It's <laughs> <is> very erotic. <laughs> and And then, like... Waves in like yeah. <laughs> he gives the wave in to like his brother. Yeah, <laughs> waving him on, <laughs> and he he's excited by this, and he runs over and jumps in bed, and you know attacks the crack. <laughs> all of a sudden, we have like you know a a DP situation, <laughs> and Emily this was is... not prepared for the no. For that. <laughs> and I mean, he was not a gentleman about attacking said crack. <laughs> he went kind of right to some violent thrusting. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, now, as Phil Sims would say, the tables have switched. <laughs> uh, she is not thrilled anymore no, with this. She's not into it. Is basically like screaming and right. it it turns ugly pretty fast yeah and to be fair to the uh 16th street gang like when she starts freaking out they do pretty much stop right it took us like a couple of times of watching this po- to defend to, the to, to like really be clear on what's happening here because yeah. originally we thought Anne Hathaway runs into the room, and that's when they stop. But they actually stop before she even runs into the room. Yeah, yeah. And then Allison busts into the room. They leave, and Emily is crying and is horrified at what just happened. For some reason, the gang lets them go and doesn't murder them. But <laughs> Right. So now becomes like the big debate because... Emily decides she was raped and tells her parents and you know the police come and she picks she she they give her like a binder of mug shots and she picks yep. out Hector lines are being drawn so we're in a situation now where Allison is like a witness right and which do we ever get like Emily's like full story to like the police, Mm-mm. okay. They just kind of leave it as like she was raped, right? Um, I don't know if she even addresses the fact that they were there. Yeah, on I their own free will. I don't know if they like are like, oh, we were at a party and we got and I got raped. Which or, like is Allison's boyfriend at this point? Just like her ex boyfriend or whatever? Just like, wait, you guys have been hanging out with those fucking. Drug dealers that well, made I think, me feel- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a scene like that. Uh, yeah. They do know, yeah. And eventually, you know, that leads to a ridiculous scene where <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Channing Tatum, and uh, the other dude are just like talking shit to the camera. <laughs> you know, pointing their guns at the camera, saying they're coming or whatever. But which, like, it's unclear as to how these Mexican gang members are supposed to see this video. Well, I don't think they are. I oh, okay. just think it's, you know... Propaganda. Talking tough. Yeah. 
you know, psyching themselves up. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so <laughs> Allison doesn't want to be involved. She basically is like, I don't even want to give any testimony or anything. Yeah, I yeah, she basically kind of her character arc <laughs> reaches its completion at this point because she's now realized that they were like way out of their element and just like acting tough and she realizes that like act, bad shit could actually happen. Yeah, I mean, if you go through the Which it I- took her a while, but <laughs> I mean, I hate to just keep relying on the IMDb message boards, but they are <laughs> they are a fascinating place. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you go by that, this was definitely not a rape <laughs> at all. Um, and part, part, there is like kind of a context clue in some of the posts where like seemingly a lot of people don't believe it's a rape because the movie essentially ends up presenting it not as a rape. A lot that, of, yeah, that's just, true. They that, buy yeah. into the story completely. A lot they, of, uh, wrestling fans on the IMDb <laughs> message board. Yeah. They just... They reference the fact in the movie that yeah, it's not a rape. But the protagonist of the movie taking the stance that it was their fault, <laughs> basically. When uh, well, they- here's the other thing: like, uh, the only one arrested is Hector, and he was the one, you know, having consensual sex. Yes, <laughs> uh, it does. It, it's such like a delicate, dicey thing to navigate, but seemingly dicey indeed. <laughs> the only element of it that you could really argue is a rape is the part where the other guy runs in and kind of enters without any kind of knowledge on the part of the girl. Like she yes. isn't aware that this is about to happen, and then it happens. Right. Which I would say that that is rape. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. But he's not the one arrested. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is odd. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, it's true that uh, Hector gave that guy the wave in, but. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that. Yeah. Emily did, wasn't even aware right. that he was giving him a wave in. So what is. It's kind of hard to say, like, what responsibility. Hector would have in this situation even in 2016 like what now I mean obviously nowadays I think like if the girl uh said she's raped I think like that would be good enough yes um they definitely want it they present it in a sense that since Anne Hathaway is going to contradict her story that there's no way for this to go forward basically is how they're kind of presenting it. You know, whenever, uh, Emily finds out that Allison is not going to do it, then she freaks out and is, is mad. I'm never going to be your friend again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) runs to the bathroom, attempts to kill herself in a variety of ways. (laughs) Anne Hathaway talking to her through the door, making fun of her for attempting to kill herself. (laughs) They both laugh. (laughs) In a very cutesy scene. (laughs) You know, post-rape, pre-shootout that happens off camera, but... (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) So... So you're very much in the camp of it was a rape. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Firmly... 
I, I think I, I agree with you too. Um, I think the best that the 16th street gang could argue is that it's a miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's their best argument is they, listen, they, that the girls consented <laughs> to this dice game, but the rules of the dice game were unfair. We had a parlay in the other room. We all sat there and we discussed the rules. It's just, yeah, there's a, there's a key element in the breakdown of the rules that's not clearly addressed. And that is, I don't think that Emily was clear that the three meant at one time. Yeah, or could potentially be at one time. Right. <laughs> she was down to do one at a time and be a part of the game. Seemingly. Multiple at a time. Yeah. A... Especially, like, you'd, maybe you'd, maybe she would have been okay with, like, you know, like a mouth-vagina combo. But <laughs> the the rear entry there was, yeah. I guess, off-limits. Yeah. I mean... Or at least the unexpected rear entry was definitely off-limits. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, there needed to be maybe, like, some sort of Fifty Shades of Grey contract drawn up between the t- the parties <laughs> yeah you know who has time for that though? yeah i mean we're drinking we're playing cards some girls want to get in in the gang yeah I mean, I mean you know i i don't know how well off this gang is i don't know what kind of a uh, profit margin they're dealing with but maybe dealing with lawyers and contracts isn't really in the the budget yeah. for the fiscal year um but i mean you know in the movie, they're seemingly going to get off. They're not going to really be in trouble for this because Allison is not going to corroborate the story. Although that doesn't seem like it would be necessary. Probably right? not, especially yeah. whenever we have a known offender who already has a mugshot. I, I mean, mean, I think from a legal standpoint, even if she said, well, look, she went into that room willingly... I mean, I think at the end of the day, uh, Emily's always going to be able to argue that, yeah, I, I was having consensual sex, and then I would no longer was when <laughs> there was another person. Right, and it is funny, too, because Allison herself was in a position where she changed her mind. And right. if at that moment Hector would have like held her down, which he almost seemingly was about to do, yeah. and then forced himself onto her, I wonder if she would change her opinion. <laughs> yeah, about that's true. what happened yeah. Yeah, in the other true. bed. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's yeah. a, it's like a gray area. It's a weird movie. Yeah, it's it's mostly the the weird part about watching it now is just that uh, the protagonist of the film is taking the side of yeah the rapist. It's kind of like a gray area, though, if she even is like the protagonist i mean there may not really be a true hero of the documentary movie. filmmaker he's kind of like the only normal person right i mean you know basically this movie is about like bored white rich people <laughs> and like the shenanigans that the youth can get into whenever they have so much money and time right and no appreciation and for <laughs> no structure in their life really their parents are basically absent you know it's very like 
bread east and Ellis type like, world. Yeah, like less than zero or whatever. It's Boy. like you know what, and you know the one thing is like they kind of get in over their heads and you know whatever. But <laughs> they seemingly don't like. There's no real clear indicator of like what nights of the week that a lot of the stuff is happening on. It's like they don't really seem to have to or go to like, school or what, yeah, or like how long, like over how long of a course of time the movie even takes place. Like, yeah, it seems like it could. It be, could all happen in like a week. I don't yeah, it could be yeah. like a week or it could be a couple months. Like, yeah, there's no real way to tell. I think it's supposed to be pretty short. Yeah, I don't know. Um. No, probably the best moment of the movie is the scene where uh, Allison goes over to kind of tell Emily and her parents that she's going to kind of like recant or yeah, not corroborate the story. And uh, she explains yeah, almost to confront yeah Emily about she this. explains to Emily's mom and dad <laughs> the rules of the game <laughs> that was being played, which was that you know. For whatever number they rolled on the dice, that's how many members of the gang that they were going to sleep with, to the shock and dismay of Emily's mom, <laughs> when she says, "Oh no." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is her like, mom, rightfully mortified at that point. It's like a nightmare for good boyfriends and a nightmare for parents. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, like, what... I I don't know if there's, like, a clear message other than, like... I don't know. Bitches be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what the message is. Like, because, like, they... They can't. The movie can't seem to make up its mind of like how it portrays anybody. Like <laughs> yeah. the, the portrayal of everyone kind of switches at some point. Where you're like, I want you. It's like, well, yeah, these are like horrible people, this gang, and yet they somehow paint them as sympathetic at times. Yeah. And like, yeah, Anne Hathaway is not really on like a clear path either, because like there's that part where after her boyfriend, uh, you know, pees his pants and she kind of confronts him in school about like what happened and and she's having like a trying to have like a very like real genuine moment with him like like basically being like look stop acting like this fucking idiot character that you portray like are are you all right and he's just like yo cholo's got me (laughs) not gonna happen again like right so but like at that point they're kind of taking her like out of well, one one would wonder if he did have like a real, genuine reaction. If that would have been something that could have prevented everything that came after, because it's, it's true. They, I think at times they seem to portray her as just in search of something real, right? And so, like her friends and her social circle is completely false and fake, and like. Yeah. If even if it wouldn't have been in the same direction as like the reality of like an actual street gang, if it would have just been a, any direction of reality, I think she maybe could have followed that rather than whatever. She seemingly was tired of playing this character all the time that she was playing. Yeah, uh, I think it's important to point out to 
anyone listening that hasn't watched the movie, I don't know if we've clearly explained that <laughs> the acting in this movie, not like the greatest thing, the directing, right? It's all, it's kind of like a mess. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's coherent right. and it's not, it's, it's kind of like fun to watch in like a exploitation movie type yeah, yeah, way. Yeah. Like, it is. It's so over the top sometimes. Like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the, the way he talks and what he says. Just is like really so like throwing his shoulders into every step when he walks. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is. Uh, and it's weird to see like Channing Tatum in it in like 2005. Yeah, it, essentially just like a, a glorified extra. Really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now he Well, I, I don't know though. Yeah, good on that casting director for <laughs> Yeah, they picked out a lot of people that would go on to have some kind of a career. Um <sighs> So pretty fun. Yeah. But it is a good time and it is like funny to just sort of see the way things are portrayed. Like just like you know, mere ten years later, it's kind of like shocking the things that they <laughs> Yeah, and I think even in 2005, this movie probably already felt dated. Um, yeah. The the script was written in the 90s, and it seems like it belonged in the 90s a little bit. Yeah, I uh, think they had, like, it sat, the script sat on the shelves for, like, seven years or something. Or... Right. Like, it just kind of, it kind of, like, for it, do, it doesn't seem, like, as believable of, of a story in 2005 as it probably would have in, like, 97 or something like that but and the chick who originally wrote the script mysteriously died in a plane crash <laughs> well not well, mysteriously, not mysteriously <laughs> but yes. well anytime there's a plane crash i like to throw that in there <laughs> um yeah well i mean that's just weird but <laughs> yeah and you know then the, they brought on Stephen gagan to do some rewrites the writer of traffic <laughs> academy award-winning or yeah, the, at least nominated. Uh, I don't know if it won anything, but the um, producers t- ended up taking the uh, film basically away from the director, who uh, is a woman, and she. Yeah, are they ever going to release that director's cut of Havoc? <laughs> I don't know, and um, it's like a Blade Runner. <laughs> I guess this upset. Uh, Anne Hathaway and Bijou Phillips enough to where they refused to really do press for it. And, you know, the movie went straight to DVD and, you know, I don't think really had any theatrical release. Um, but for some reason, uh, a completely unrelated film called Normal <laughs> Adolescent Behavior starring uh, Amber Tamblin uh, was released a few years later. And when it came out, on DVD, for whatever reason, they decided to add Havoc 2. Because it's like a bankable franchise. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Havoc did pretty well in terms of, like, rentals and buys. Yeah. Um, because back then... Once the word got out on these Anne, Havit, or Anne Hathaway <laughs> yeah, I mean, scenes. It was something... I remember um, when I worked at the hospital as a uh, groundskeeper that we... There was some magazine laying in some room. What a and, creepy backstory about you. <laughs> and <laughs> and 
I picked it up and was just like reading, leafing through it. And I, I saw an article about this movie and talking about Anne Hathaway. And I, I wasn't like super familiar with who Anne Hathaway was. Like I, I was aware of the Princess Diaries movies, but like I obviously hadn't seen them. Um, and it was just talking about how, you know, it was basically the same narrative of like Elizabeth Berkeley doing showgirls or, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, or Selena Future Gomez greatest moment. <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens doing Spring Breakers yeah. or whatever. Like it was that kind of narrative of like good girl gone bad for a movie so that <laughs> she can shed that thing. And I was like, even though like I didn't really have any experience with Anne Hathaway, I was still all in. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, this sounds great. <laughs> didn't take a lot for me to be excited about a movie. And then all of a sudden it was just in Blockbuster or wherever. Like, I I was expecting it to be in the theaters and then it just never was. And then all of a sudden it's just out and it's like, oh. And I rented it and watched it and I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, for the uh, for the younger listeners, there used to be these things called video rental stores. <laughs> right. Uh, they were great. Like, uh, you didn't have to, you know, swipe your credit card at a machine outside of a gecko freezing to death trying to pick a video although you're still building up the same type of late fees that you right. could do um yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like i guess that'll do it for havoc unless yeah. we have anything we want to throw on no that was good um i don't know if you want to promote the uh website I can't remember what it is. All right. Well, next episode. We're on Podbean. Find us. Greatest moments in the history of forever. I think we're like... www.greatestmoments.podbean.com, maybe? Something like that. All subject to change. (laughs) Right. And you know what? Like... I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently where they're like begging for money. <laughs> we're never going to beg for money. All right. We're not delusional. We understand how undeserving of it we are. Right. We're not delusional. Like we don't, we're not, I think a lot of people think that like being a pot, doing a podcast could be like a full-time job if they just <laughs> beg for enough money from people. It's like, come on. I mean, we're already like in the hole for this podcast big time financially. <laughs> we know it's just going to get worse. Like, there's no, this is not a full-time job. This is just for fun. And you know what? All of our episodes I think are going to be uh, different. Um, sometimes. Wow, just make a declaration. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it'll be a little bit more like funny, like making fun of what we're watching a little bit. Sometimes it'll be a little more analytical. Um, sometimes it'll you know, we'll do TV shows. Sometimes we'll do wrestling. Sometimes we'll do movies. And like, you know, we have some other ideas too. I don't want to spoil them yet, but we have some other ideas for how we'll do certain episodes. I mean, I think every single one would be different. So it's like, if you li- if you actually sat through and listened to this one and you were like, this wasn't that great. Well, you know, the next one might be a hundred percent different in how we present it or whatever. We're kind of just doing whatever we want. I mean, there's no rules or structure yeah we're just having fun talking about stupid things so if you see something and you're like why would i listen to that you don't have to (laughs) right i mean i think like even if it's something that you're not a fan of that we're talking about that time it could still be good um or you know you might want to stick only to things that you're familiar with already i don't know whatever you want to do if that's the case (laughs) i don't think anyone will listen to this episode (laughs) let alone make it this far into it yeah but you know whatever yeah. All right. 
<laughs> so shut up. <laughs> all right, so uh, that's all we have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs>